Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. We put God first and politics second. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today for a very exciting show. Today we have in our studio Monica Matthews, who's a podcast radio host, author, speaker, Grammy-nominated vocalist, musician, Christian. Monica's a widow for over 20 years to ALS, a single mom, to one brilliant college grad, the owner of one black pom-pom puff named Bella. She's the daughter of a German mother and Greek father. Mother uh, Monica states, I'm also the daughter of the Most High God. There's pretty much nothing, Monica states, that I haven't heard or seen. Nothing. Serving as campaign manager in, in the corporate realm, political consultant, speechwriter, and minister, together with the struggles of her single motherhood, has taught Monica, more about life than a free Bernie Sanders socialist education could ever give us. Let me welcome into the studio my sister from another mother, but we have the same father, Monica Matthews. Welcome. Hey. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my Listen, mother from another mother. What's going exactly. on? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's an honor and pleasure to have you on. Most of my listeners know uh, that I'm a God fearing person, uh, and and you know when I read a little brief of your summary today, you know getting ready for the show, when you said that you were the daughter of the Most High, I always say to myself, I am the son of the most high even though we have different mothers we have the same father so i thought that that was awesome that i threw that in there um uh, today amen we, thank you yeah, you know god is so important today and this show of course is about you your life uh, what you've gone through but god is more important today than ever we're living in very challenging times and you know i always ask people to please repent 
and seek God. Now, most of my listeners know about my testimony and know the challenges that I've gone through in my life that, you know, our Father helped turn my life around. And if he can do it to a person like me who served a federal prison time, homelessness, former substance abuser, in and out of rehab, if he can save me with the faith that I've had and the trust that I have in our Father, but the key is is submission. The key is a submission and works. Faith without works is dead. You can't just say that you believe in the Father and you don't put work in. And I am a testament to that as well as I listen to your story. You're a testament to that. There is no blind faith. Our Father wants to see us doing work. He may know our heart, but are we speaking his name? Are we championing for his cause on a daily basis? And that's what God wants us to do, especially in these challenging times, you know, that we are going against the devil. It is his time now. You see the spiritual warfare we're experiencing around the world. So people like you and I that are in faith and our other sisters and brothers around the world see what's transpiring. It's our time now to help lift support and help those repent and seek our Father so they can have a better, fulfilling life. Now, that's my brief um, segment for the show today. Sure. Uh, sure. We want to bring you in, Monica. You've had an extraordinary background with some ups and downs. Um, But I want my audience to know today who Monica Matthews is. So if you don't mind, talk a little bit about your humble beginnings, and then you can transition to how you evolve professionally, and then you could interject some of the challenges you had during the course of your profession. And then, you know, we'll get into how you found our father, uh, how do you do your conservative podcast, and the like. Okay. Well, gosh. um, (laughs) Do we have more than 45 minutes? (laughs) Listen, I would love to have you back up again, Monica, because I don't think 45 minutes will really do you justice. It will probably only tease my listeners briefly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. Again, thank you so much for having me on, Chauncey, and I really appreciate you, and I appreciate the work that God has done through you and is doing through you, and I am certain will continue to do through you. And I say that not because I'm expecting you to be faithful, but I'm expecting him to be faithful because he says that he is faithful to finish the good work that he began in us. And so I have every reason to believe that he will do that in your life. So I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you. And I'm, and I got to tell you, I was telling my, my listeners, I said, I'm so excited about being on with you today because I'm usually brought on at, for some type of an opinion, and usually it's political in nature or some type of knowledge or intel that I have and or expertise, you know, in communications and with regard to politics and ministry. And believe it or not, they actually do collide um, in more ways than one. And, and I was so thrilled to have an opportunity to just give God glory about my own life and to Amen. talk a little bit, right? Thank you so much for that because, um, you know, as a, as a pundit, if you will, as a commentator, you know, people are just grasping for any straw of information in this day and age of what the heck is what just happened in 2020 
um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, what's happening right now with this Biden administration, where you think it's a sham or not, people are really desperate for direction and information. And so thank you again for the opportunity to talk, you know, about my life because my life is where he glories. And so when, when people, and I've had a life of struggle, I, I write about it in my book, and I, I go pretty deep because my editor wouldn't let me get away so easily with asking women to come out of their shells and if I wasn't going to be ready, willing, and able to come out of mine and share my story as transparently as possible. And so I did. And I hope you're not hearing my uh, alarm right now. Okay, there. <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, it's okay. So, 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 so I, I did. I came out of my um, shell, and and it was a little uncomfortable, you know, being as transparent as I was. But the Lord reminded me very quickly that you know Jesus despised the shame and a spirit of shame, right? And just the shame that sin brings with our humanity. And he despised that on the cross and put shame basically to shame. And so when we uh, feel ashamed or we try to hide our stuff, we try to hide our overcoming, we try to hide our shortcomings, then ultimately we're robbing God of his glory to be able to bring us out into overcoming. And so it was with that, you know, understanding that revelation that God was very kind and sweet and faithful to give me that I went forward and just put it all out there. And, you know, having gone through sexual abuse from at the hands of strangers from a very young age, my parents were unaware, um, that spirit essentially followed me throughout my teen years into uh, my early 20s until I met my husband. So I've, you know, I'm now an advocate. Um, and actually, I've, I've just been placed on the board, I'm pleased to announce, with um, Angela Stanton King's foundation, um, you know, really protecting the rights of children. Uh, she just asked me to come on and be a board member. So I'm very grateful and honored to be a part of that, helping shape legislation uh, here in the state of Georgia as well for adult victims of childhood sexual abuse. Um, and it was important for me to finally realize that I was a victim. I was a victim of the enemy's kingdom. And what he meant to completely and utterly destroy my life and, and felt like he was doing for a number of years because I kept walking in agreement with him in my daily choices, in my mindset, you know, in my attitude, my personality was shaped in um, being sexualized, you know, and being defrauded as a young person. And God was, you know, when I cried out to God, I was 28 years old. I was raised in the church as a Greek Orthodox Christian. Um, but there was always a, a conduit to God in the Orthodox faith, which was our priest. And so the, the priest was the, the, the go-between as far as my young mind could understand. So I never really felt compelled to seek after God through his word or through an mm. intimate relationship with his mm. word, right? So mm. it wasn't until my husband was, di- was diagnosed with ALS in 1997. And when he passed in 1999, I effectively just lost, I lost my mind. Like I, I just went over into a very deep, uh, dark place. And, um, and I cried out to the Lord. 
And I looked at myself in the mirror one morning, you know, after just living this promiscuous, crazy, I never got into drugs or, you know, substance abuse, but I, it just didn't matter to my body didn't matter to me. My soul didn't matter to me. Um, everything that I loved with the exception of my daughter, which is a major exception was taken from me and including my innocence. And so when that happens, you know, you're tempted to agree with Satan that nothing about you matters. And um, so I had to come to the Lord. And I just came to a place where I looked in the mirror one morning and I was like, if you're real, you're going to have to appear because I don't, I'm not going to make it much longer going down this path. And I need you. And I fell to my bathroom floor. I felt so theatrical, but it's exactly how it went down. And I just laid there in fetal position and cried for like hours and got up and pretty amazing, actually, make my way to my dining room table like the next day. And I'm and I'm still just overcoming the grief of my husband's loss and all of that. And um, the loss of my husband. And I sit down at the table and I open this Bible that is like these little, you know how those little super thin, you know, grandma and they have these Bibles, like where the pages are like super duper thin, they're almost translucent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the red letter King James Bible that for me was like trying to read, you know, uh, Mandarin. You know, it was just impossible. I just didn't understand it. Every time I would open it, it was just hard for me to grasp. And um, not the words on the page, but almost as if I was reading some type of hidden puzzle, you know, pieces that were all there, but I just could never put them together. And ultimately, that began uh, a two-week fast. I wasn't even aware I was fasting. Um, I fed and drank from the fountain of the Word of God for two weeks, um, did not leave my home, uh, took care of my daughter. And I've never been the same. Now, that's not to say I haven't gone back to my vomit. You know, I'm very candid about that on my show, on my nightly podcast. You know, I'm about as real as you're going to get with my sin, um, with calling out other people's sins as it relates to politics. Um, you know, right? And so it's been a it's been a a winding straight road with the Lord for over 20 years and um, you know, that he's so faithful and so kind and so passionate about us and so sweet. And so I met my father during those two weeks. I met my savior during those two weeks. I met my family. I met, I met my kinsmen, right? I went back to the old Testament first and quickly realized why we need to run for the new Testament, right? I was like, okay, this is a God that I would never be able to withstand. So let me run over to Jesus. Um, and, and, <laughs> People come at me with, you know, well, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, and I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but, you know, um, true religion undefiled is to care for the widow and the orphan and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. So if you're down with that, you're probably a religious person and you just don't know it, according to the word. Amen. Um, right? So I, I love meeting up with people who are afraid of the modern institution called the church, um, who have real grievances, to be honest with you, because they have been battered, they have been abused, they've been abandoned, um, but they always assign that to God. And so 
I go back to those two weeks. I liken that to a honeymoon period where I was in this amazing Psalm 91 cocoon and there was literally, it was downloaded into the marrow of my body. And so it is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And so if they burned every Bible from here to uh, Jerusalem, it, it wouldn't, it would not affect my belief because it's inside of me. It is it is impossible to separate me from the word in that way. And mm. so now does my does my face get disheveled? Do I get blown off course? Do my eyes get set on the wrong things and people and striving and you know, especially in today's climate of politics? Of course it does because I'm human. Um, but I run back to the Father's throne and I remind him of his promises because he tells us to do that. So when it comes to, um, you know, walking out my faith, um, that has been a journey since 19. Well, actually, I came to the Lord in 2000. And, um, you know, my daughter was almost three when I lost my husband. I was 28 years old. He was 33. He was a black gentleman. Um, We lived in the South. Uh, I came from a very um, Southern family. Uh, although my father was an immigrant, so it was my grandfather's an immigrant, my father's Greek, my mother is straight from Germany. Um, you know, I wasn't raised in an environment where ethnicities uh, mixed on a personal level. That just wasn't a thing. It wasn't, it wasn't that it wasn't acceptable. It just wasn't there. It wasn't in my proximity. And so when I made the choice to love the man I loved, um, it cost me in the way of family, friendships, uh, professional relationships, and certainly societal relationships. Uh, you know, we live here, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and we at the time were not the city we are now, and we still have a long ways to go, mind you, but um, it was it was, uh, it was a rough period of time, and raising my daughter in the South as well. Um, the Lord was faithful to just open my eyes to exactly what my godmother, Alveda, Alveda King is my godmother. And she is, um, she always reminds me, I don't have a biracial daughter. I have a bi-ethnic daughter because there's only one race. Amen. So, amen. Right, amen. Amen. Right. right. Amen. So you I, know, Monica, yeah, Monica, I just yeah. want to interject for a second. You know, for sure. those that are tuning into the show, this is the Chauncey Show. We put God first, politics second. We are honored and blessed to have in the studio today my sister, Monica Matthews, talking about her testimonies, talking about how she arrived to our father. And this is an awesome, awesome testimony that everyone needs to hear. Our biggest problem as we walk through life and trying to find God is fear. And Monica is sharing us today how she faced that fear and how to overcome it by every time she meets a challenge. You must get back to the word. Thank you for allowing me a moment to highlight and interject a part of your journey. This is awesome. You know, I already knew when I was going over um, your resume and your background, that this show wasn't going to be about politics. And that's why I say we have a surprise today. (laughs) This show is going to be about our father. And I am so blessed because when two or more are gathered in my name, I am present. And I am so humbled, honored, and blessed to hear your story because it mimics my story. 
And, you know, we need people like you, like me, to come forward. You know that the only thing that can save our salvation is paying it forward. The only thing that can release us from our fears is talking about our challenges to others. We can't keep it bottled up as you saw within yourself, your struggles of keeping it bottled up until you submitted and let go. You were not free. You talk about the honeymoon. What an awesome perspective of being selfish of spending that time with our father. I love, uh, I happen to be uh, Jewish <laughs> as I was Christian uh, growing up. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. I grew up two blocks from the temple. But when, for me, my experience is that when I looked at Jesus, I wanted to do everything to emulate him, to be like mm-hmm. him, to walk like him. And that's how I ended up in the religion of Judaism because he was mm-hmm. Jewish. But, but that's my, a part of my journey and a part of my testimony that that's where it took me. The main thing is, is we all must right. have faith. Is faith. There is only one God. We only have one Father. And I always say, please repent. You know, you have a chance while you are living and breathing as a human to repent and be saved by the salvation of our Father through Yahawashad or Jesus Christ. It is real. You are listening to two people have experienced challenges in their lives. And because of our faith, our belief, and the grace and mercy of our Father, we are here today. And thank you so much, Monica, for allowing me to share a brief interjection uh, into your conversation. I I will let you uh, uh, continue. I am extremely humbly blessed you know, by you being yes, on the show thank today. You. Well, thank you. I'm very blessed to be here. Thank you. And it is, um, that's interesting that that was the uh, trajectory of your faith. See, this stuff fascinates me because it's amazing how, where God calls us. And I always warn people, you know, the word says not to judge another man's servant. So whenever people get off into, well, <clears throat> excuse me, the Catholic church, this, the Baptist, this, or the Jews, exactly. that, or the this, that, you know, right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Hold on. So, uh, you know, Thompson, you may be surprised to learn that only 3% of the Christian church reads their Bibles. And, yeah, it's, it's sad yeah. because most people, I mean, listen, if it wasn't, I am so blessed by my testimonies of prison. I studied the Bible. I mean, but even in my relapse, you know, even when I was homeless, I didn't have the book. But, you know, I was sleeping behind a gas station in an abandoned car. But guess what? My father listened to me. I spoke to him. You know, and and you're right. I pray for those Christians. Please. It's easy to say you believe. But what work are you demonstrating? Excuse me. Right. What work are you demonstrating? So so effectively, you, you operate within the realm of not having knowledge. And the word says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And so Amen. with all of our getting, right, and all of our academic prowess, we lack so much in the spiritual sphere that whenever you tell people, which my show, I started in terrestrial radio six years ago, and my show was always faith, life, and politics. That was the premise of my show. And people laughed initially because they're like, who the heck talks about faith and politics? And I said, well, here's the deal. 
as a minister mm-hmm. of over 12 years, I can tell you that people take their faith into every single environment in which their feet walk, period. I don't care what it is, whether you're an atheist, if you're a Satanist, if you're a Jew, a Taoist, a you know, Buddhist, a Christian, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a believer, non-believer, you're going to take that into every single interaction, every decision, every, whether you're cognizant of it or not. You bring that into every area of your life, and particularly in the area of politics and policy making, law making, and that is extremely important because God has given us jurisdiction in this world, on this earth, as His people, as His children, as created beings, and so to to step that up into understanding your position in Christ Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father. In the spirit realm, you begin to understand the authority with which and by which you can and should walk into every environment that your feet tread. And what does that mean? It means that you understand the precepts of the kingdom of God and you usher that into every area in which you've been interrupted. And it doesn't mean that you're slaying people with the Bible. It doesn't mean you're beating people over the head with the word. It doesn't mean that you are condemning people. It means that wherever our feet tread, we should be bringing liberty with us. The word of God in the kingdom, in, in earthly terms, is the equivalent of our, of our young boys erecting a flag on international territory in, in Nazi Germany to say, this is our victory on this soil. Wherever we've had a victory as a nation, that's our banner. Our flag is our banner. And the word of God is our banner. So it's important to understand the authority that comes with understanding the spoken word. So when you're, you know, listen, policymakers understand and lawmakers understand the power of the, of the spoken and written word, which is why we are oppressed to the extent that we are, by so many laws, no one can keep up with, with what the right hand is doing or the left hand is doing, for that matter. We make more laws while we become more and more amoral as a society. More law has never created a moral society, a more moral society. And the law, the letter of the law, the word says, kills the spirit of the law, sets you free. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so I, those two things combined for me very early on, and I had no idea what God was going to do with me. I was a homeschooling mother after I came to the Lord. My daughter fell very ill to ulcerative colitis, and it's been a lifelong struggle for her since she was 10 years old, and I couldn't work. I was as broke as a joke. I mean, I, I tell stories about having to, you know, jack the electricity from my neighbor's back porch because... I needed to keep my freezer on, and I had to run an extension cord from her patio to my porch uh, in order to keep the lights on. I mean, it was it was rough. We were our inheritance was stolen. You know, the second I came to the Lord, my entire life blew apart. And I thought, okay, well, this is fun. So much for following Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the the journey the journey gets tough. <laughs> we are tested. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, can I give you that pill back? Because I think I took the wrong pill. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go, let's go back. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, Lord, it's not supposed to be this hard. And he's like, I got you, girl. So now, you know, whenever we're dealing with 
a geopolitical uh, war on our hands, and people are literally wanting to jump off of buildings or take to their Second Amendment and go to the streets and start, you know, blowing up their their fellow citizens. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> I can tell you firsthand that God is abundantly faithful in all times, particularly when times are crazy and the enemy has created chaos. And so God is going to use every single thing in our lives to draw us unto himself because that's who he is. He is the restorer. He's the redeemer. He's the provider. He is the love. He is the peace and the joy and the righteousness. And so all of that, you know, combined, I learned early on in my studies of him, like I said, became marrow, you know, of my bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And as I walked through parenting my daughter, and we, you know, we went through so many trials, I can't can't even, I couldn't even get it into an hour's worth of conversation. But he was faithful at every turn. So I activated the word, not faithfully, mind you, that's always my disclaimer, you know, I, I wish that I had activated it at every turn and opportunity I had. But I didn't, and he still reclaimed that ground that the enemy would have taken and just destroyed my life with and my daughter's. So the Lord's been faithful. Hallelujah. Um, But with that, I was moved into writing speeches for people. I'm a writer by nature. I'm a singer, but I've been a writer since probably the womb. Um, And I was very apolitical. I was not involved in politics at all, which made me an amazing writer at the time because I could see things extraordinarily objectively and focus solely on someone's demographic and their constituency and what mattered to their constituency. Um, Ultimately, that morphed into, you know, helping out with a campaign after my daughter went to college and ended up running that campaign. I've consulted with congressional races, state races. I do that now. Um, imaging all things communication because everything we do communicates something to someone. So it's very important. Um, sent my daughter off to college and got her on her way and continued down the political path. And then I was asked to, um, to fill in for some radio spots on a little station outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And inevitably, the major conservative station of, of Atlanta Uh, Someone over there heard me and asked me to come in, um, and they were my teacher for a number of years. And before I knew it, I was filling in for Herman Cain um, nationally. Um, I've, you know, filled in for Sean Hannity, Dana Lash, um, others on major networks. It has been the scariest ride of my life um, being on radio like that. Uh, If people knew how the hell I went through the week I was asked to fill in for Herman, Um, I wanted to run because, remember, at a young age, I was taught and programmed that my worth was was devalued. And some of those things started rising to the surface, even knowing that I'm God's daughter. Some of those old belief patterns tried to raise their ugly head to say, who are you to fill in for Herman Cain? Who are you to fill in for, you know, a presidential candidate who's beloved by the entire country? Who are you to fill in for people who have a college degree or a or a master's or a doctorate? Who are you to speak to as a political pundit? You haven't even graduated from college. I mean, all of these voices that the enemy sends your way, um, you know, I was sick for about a week, just scared to show up and sit in that seat. And I did it anyway. And so I tell people, 
I don't ever want to hear your excuses because when the Lord calls you to something and you tell him, send me, Lord, I will go, and you get your marching orders, better have the rucksack ready, and you better have your boots on, and you better lace them up, put on your big girl and boy panties, and get on the field. And so mm. I did it. Amen. Amen. We did it. We did it. Amen. We did it. Yes. We are on the field. And that's a good point, if I can interject for a second. Yes. You know, when many are called, but few are chosen. I was called at a young age and chosen at a young age, as well as you, and I ignored the warnings. I ignored the callings of the Father. And it took me, it took him, it took me, I'm going to say me because I'm accountable for my actions. It took me to engage, unfortunately, in sin, and I landed up in prison where God says, listen, what do I need to do to you for you to wake up? Okay, you so become like a little bit of a Jonah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, what do I need to do? Right. So, I, so I'm gonna say this cautiously. I thought that I got it when I got out of prison. Unfortunately, I relapsed, became homeless. So I got to the point where I was stripped down to the bone marrow, nothing, and all I had was his word and speaking to me. Didn't have a Bible. And he says, that's all I wanted from you is your undivided attention. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever yeah. wanted. Now, now I'm learning what my purpose is in life. Not only to serve him, and I, I dubbed this quote, and it's ironic that you talked about it, uh, about your experience earlier on as a child. My purpose in life is to, is to save the children and terminate the devil. That's mm-hmm. my purpose. And whatever I need to do, I mean, to expose, to tell the truth, that is my mission, to raise, as well as yours, to raise the level of consciousness of those who say they're faithful. Our testimony Mm -hmm. gives them not only faith, but hope, because we know, we, we, we lived in fear, you and I. And mm-hmm. the only way we broke that fear was by our submission to our Father. And like you said, even after we submit, we still are going to be tested. But as long as we have faith of a mustard seed, our Father will help us move mountains. I am right. a witness. Monica is a witness. So it is important, and I am blessed to be living in these challenging times, to be a soldier for our Father because he needs us now more than ever, as well as those who are non-believers, those who are in fear, those who are insecure, those emotional challenges. We are here to save you, to give you peace, joy, love, happiness, compassion. Fear is not of God. God is love and strength, people. Yes. And we know. Amen to that. Monica and I both know that the road is difficult. It is challenging. But remember, God won't leave you nor forsaking you. But remember, we have to prove our love for God. God has already proven his love for us. So as we, as Monica and I continue our love for our Father, that's how we're able to give testimony of what's happened to us and the rise in our lives as a result of being faithful 
in serving our Father, in serving all of humanity in God's word. That's what this lifetime is about until we meet up again with our Father. We have uh, in the show left, Monica, about uh, five more minutes, so I'm going to give you that time uh, to express other things that you want to share with my audience, and um, I would love to have you back on again. If you ever would like me to come on your podcast, I would be extremely humbled and blessed because these messages have to resonate. They have to be shared because we are living in challenging times. And we yeah, must amen. See, thank you. And we must, you no, thank you. You know, God, listen, God has already planned for us to get together before we even knew it. Right. We are just yeah, consummating. That, that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like like right? I said, I thought I thought we we're gonna have to show about politics and all this other stuff. But then today, <laughs> when I'm getting ready for the show, I'm saying to myself, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, this is I'm God's so show. I'm so glad that you yielded to that because <laughs> I was like, oh, another political joke. <laughs> like, okay, I, all right. I'm getting you know, goosebumps <laughs> right now, Monica, because I said, you know what, this show when you said when I saw. I'm also the daughter of the Most High God. I says this is going to be the show. This is the show. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yes, and see, and it's so encouraging to me because here's the deal. Um, As someone who has been tasked from the foundations of the earth, because I believe what God says in Isaiah 43, that he formed me in his womb. Amen. Like he formed me in his womb. Amen. Thank you, Monica. Yes. Yeah, and so, yes, (laughs) exactly. So when people are arguing over clumps of cells and whether or not someone's a human, I'm like, okay, can we just all go to Isaiah 43 and read the passionate plea of our creator? You know, can I just say this? Can I know I have such a short time left? The reason why I'm so excited about the ability to, to speak to this is because God created me. You know, people like to talk about prophets. In, in today's modern church, and that's fine, and I do believe there's a spirit of prophecy, and there's an office of prophet, and there always has been in the church, and I think until Jesus returns, there always will be, but we have a lot of soothsayers in the, in the, in the, in the body, too. We have a lot of fortune tellers. We have a lot of Dionne Warwick, one in a hundred of us, and so, and that bothers me, but, the, but part of the office and the beauty of the prophet is, to, is a poet, and the most beautiful component of the word to me is the passionate poetry that God speaks through his word. And so something I try to impart nightly, I have two podcasts working. One is called, um, you know, Life, Love, and Liberty with Monica Matthews. The other one is um, <laughs> Cookies and Milk. That's a long story. Cookies and Milk, uh, Bedtime Stories with Monica. And, and people, you know, like to tell me my voice reminds them of being the warm and fuzzies going to bed at night. You feel nice and calm, and I appreciate that, and God's blessed me with that, and that's wonderful. But I use that time to calm people and to impart the word of God to people because that is, he is our peace and his word imparted to us is our peace. It is our righteousness. It is our joy. It is our salvation. And so what I would leave your listeners with is this, Chauncey, if I may, I would simply say this: these are very challenging times. This, none of this is taking God by surprise. He is not freaked out. He is not, scathing, ravaging mad at us, literally pleading with us to reach. Listen, Christianity is the only religion in the history of religions where God reaches down. 
and every mm-hmm. other religion, you are required to reach up first to find out. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, mm-hmm. my dear brother. If he had not reached for us first, I don't ever get this twisted. If he had not reached for me first or for you first, we would have Amen. never sought him. So I just want to leave your listeners with that, that he is calling, he's pining for you. He is calling you by name. He is seeking you out like he is pursuing you like a passionate lover. He wants his creation to return to him. So in the midst of all this crazy right and left and open borders and CRT and nuts, just crazy demonic stuff, I would say to get it straight, this is a first spiritual battle of Ephesians 6 and 12, and that ultimately you can overcome every single ounce of partisanship every single time you agree with the author of our liberty. Amen, amen, amen. That was a powerful... Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm blessed to not only have you, but for you to be my sister. And I am so much looking forward to doing God's work with you more in the future. Uh, this has been Amen. an awesome. This has been an awesome show. Um, I am. Ex- I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen. When I when I, when I'm blessed by the show, when I like the show, and of course, you know, <laughs> God God helps us make the show. You know, like I said, I had I had one idea about the show, and then last night when I got your text late. What are we going to talk about? And I said, we're going to talk about you. And you're like, I loved it. You know, and then I'm reviewing for, and then I'm reviewing for the show today. And I was like, you know what? I don't think we're going to get to politics today because our father wants us to do better and greater things. And I'm so blessed to be able to share our testimonies together. And we're giving people faith and hope. And, and I think that is the most important thing as soldiers that we could do. We are living testaments of if you have faith with works, there's nothing that our Father cannot do in our lives to bring us out of the challenges that we have met in the past. But that's the key. Are we prepared as people to meet the challenges? Because we are always tested. We're either tested by Satan or tested by God. And you have a choice. That free will our Father has given us. And as Monica and I both talked about today, we have traveled that road of Satan. And we saw where that got us. And we're traveling the road of our Father. And we don't only see the light at the end of the tunnel. We see the sun. We see the love. We see the compassion that God has for us. Please, my listeners, seek him and repent today for all the things that he has promised us will come unto you. Monica, um, in the last minute, please share with my audience uh, your podcast, uh, your shows, if they want to get in touch with you, listen to your podcast, or if they sure. want to donate, or if they want to donate to you to help you to continue in your ministry and in your voice. Please share that information with my audience. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shanti. Yes, I'm embarking on a national tour that will begin in Virginia for Virginians for America First, and you are welcome to contribute. I'm not a C3 or a C4. I am a for-profit businesswoman, um, and you can contribute at my website, monicamatthews.com. We'll be launching that uh, at the end of 
July, running through their general election, uh, November 3rd. And uh, you can also contribute to my radio work as well, my my podcast work I'm on, on Monday through Friday nationally. You can download my podcast at any main, my gosh, probably over 64 different download mediums. Uh, you can also pick it up at my website, which is monicamatthews.com, and sign up for my newsletters as well. I'm also open to prayer requests in ministry. You can leave voicemails on my website. You're also welcome to email me at monica at monicamatthews.com. I personally check and answer my emails. It may take me a minute to get back with you, as Chauncey knows, but, <laughs> but, but I am faithful to do so. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, thank you so much for allowing me to do that. I'm on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk. It's a very lively Twitter feed. Um, I'm also on Telegram and I'm no longer on Facebook. Facebook. And I have to tell you, I look forward to sharing with your audience in the future the um, the technology that I'm releasing on my tour that will provide secure communications. And I mean absolutely secure communications. So I look forward to bringing that forward um, on my on my tour. And I'll be happy to speak with your audience about that as well in the future. So yeah, and if anyone, you know, is in need of any type of uh, campaign assistance, that is something else I do professionally as well. Uh, you can reach me at the same place, Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. Thank you so much. I have about a minute and 30 seconds to close, so I'm going to try to do this as best as I can. Monica, thank you so much for appearing on our show today. We are extremely humbled and blessed to have you on. You're listening to The Chauncey Show. We're always right, never left. We put God first in politics. Second, we're every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 7. You can follow us on all on all podcasts. We're on Spreaker, iHeart. We're all over the place. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Parler, on Gab. I was just restricted uh, recently on LinkedIn. Uh, I put an appeal in, so we'll see what happens. But please join us next Tuesday for a very impactful show. We're going to have retired New York police officer Bill Pepitone running for mayor of New York in the studio talking about how he plans to save New York from its unfortunate demise of Bill de Blasio. We want to thank you all for tuning in. And also, please, uh, we rely on small donations uh, to help us to continue with our message. Please consider donating to PayPal Me The Chauncey Show. That's PayPal Me The Chauncey Show in any amount. Your small contributions helps us to continue to spread our voice around the nation of God and politics. We want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. God bless you all, and remember, keep the faith. Good night now. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you.
Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. At Office Depot Office Max, we're here to help you work from home, an office, or even a coffee shop. Shop laptops, notebooks, ergonomic chairs, desks, and more. Although your local store at Spectrum at Reston Town Center has closed, you can shop at our store at Benedict Drive and Bartholomew Fair Drive. Or shop 24-7 at officedepot.com, and we'll have your order ready in-store or curbside in just 20 minutes. Find everything you need to end the year strong at Office Depot Office Max. 